You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Started with affirmations. My mom is the first person that really got me into this self-help, right? This book's Louise Hayes. My parents were as 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 it all was, they were open at least to self-help. They were open to at least different dualities of, of spirituality, you know, and, and practices. So I was doing TM by the time I was 15. My mom turned me on that because I had anxiety at the yin yang. I had panic attacks. I was, agoraph- I was agoraphobic. I was also, you know, anorexic or bulimic. What girl wasn't or what girl isn't? I just want to put that out to any woman. I mean, body shame is is goes on has been as as long as I could ever ever tell you. That was Taylor Dane. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, Marnie on the Move listeners. Welcome and welcome back. I'm your host, Marnie Sallow. You may have heard me talking about music and playlists on recent episodes, the beats and artists that motivate and inspire me, and my guests. Well, today, I sync up with one of those amazing artists, my longtime friend, American pop icon, Taylor Dean. Before we jump into our conversation, Shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker and Alchemine Supplements. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Also, shout out to Alchemind Supplements and Dr. Daryl Joffrey. I am loving the Alchemind plant-based organic protein powder. It has three core alkaline proteins, Sacha Inchi, pea, hemp, and coconut oil, which turns your body into a fat-burning machine. And of course, it's sugar-free. It's been a great addition into my training and fueling. I'm also using their acid-kicking mineral mix when I'm out on the bike for hydration, as well as the acid-kicking greens in all of my smoothies and their omega-3 and black seed oil supplements for inflammation and general health. Check out their website, getoffyouracid.com, and use our code MOTM20 for 20% off. Now, back to our guest. Taylor's career spans over three decades. Her groundbreaking debut single, Tell It To My Heart, turned her into an overnight international star in 1987. She followed the smash hit, with 17 top 20 singles over the course of her career. 
including number ones like Love Will Lead You Back, Prove Your Love, and I'll Always Love You. Taylor has sold over 75 million albums and singles worldwide. She has earned three Grammy nominations, an American Music Award, multiple New York Music Awards, and received New York Music Hall of Fame honors and ranked as the number 18 female dance artist of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. Equally, she is recognized for her songwriting talent. Taylor wrote many of her own hits, as well as Tina Turner's Whatever You Want. She has also appeared on Broadway in Elton John's award-winning production of Aida and so much more. On this episode of Marnie on the Move, I sync up with Taylor to get the latest and greatest on what she has been up to in 2020 and 2021. We do a deep dive into the many health, fitness, and wellness routines that have kept her performance ready for the last three decades. Taylor shares how she fell in love with music and what artists she admires and would love to collaborate with. But the majority of our conversation is focused on Taylor's passion for health, nutrition, and exercise. She tells me about her meditation practice and details her diet and supplement regimen. We sync up about Taylor's favorite workouts and how she's using hormone replacement therapy to make sure her body is at its best to tackle her busy life. I hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to the Apple app wherever you listen. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Click on five stars and click on leave a review. Tell us what you love. Share this episode with your friends. Take a screenshot. Post it on your Instagram stories, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. And of course, don't forget, sign up for our newsletter. And... I also highly recommend watching Taylor's 2016 TED Talk and reading her memoir, Amazon bestseller, Tell It to My Heart. Now, on to my conversation with Taylor. Hello. Hi. How are you? It's been 15 years. God, I hope not. (laughs) No, I, I was trying to figure it out because I think I was at your house in L.A. when you had Maybelline. Oh my goodness. That was the last time I remember. I mean, I think I saw you in New York once or twice, but I don't know. Maybelline. That's the last time I was at your house. That might be. That That was a long time. 10 years ago. And then I saw you in New York, I think. You look so amazing. You, my love. Thank you. you. That's so sweet of you. You look beautiful. Thank you. I like the book. I like the book behind you. You do? I'm working on my whole visual thing over here. Yeah, a digger. Give me a little sound check, Taylor. Hey, hey, hey. All right. All right. I can give you a little more volume on the mic over here. It looks like you've had a busy 2020, despite the pandemic. Great moments to it. I have to say there were some brilliant moments, 2020 and some of 2021 now we're in. And yeah, there were some real moments and a beautiful beautiful busyness for sure yeah that I never anticipated for sure I mean you dropped a new single which is awesome called please so congrats on that thank you my love you're welcome and I also put out you know yeah Christmas music yeah 
course. Tell, yeah, so tell me a little bit about 2020 and what you've been up to and what's been going on. Well, that's going backwards, but yes, I mean, there was the mass singer, there was music release, there was a, there, we went through an entire year, guys. I came home March 13th. Literally, I was on the last cruise and I came home and that was it. I was home. Yeah. And they were like, stop the boat, stop the this, stop the that. And um, touring stopped completely. And since touring stops completely, you also turned to social media to kind of lift people's spirits. I did. Spirits. For the first, yeah. you, saw, you saw that, right? For the yeah. first like five, five or so months, I was really deeply into my Sundays, my Sundays at home, right? You saw that? I was yes. really, really... It was, it was a very magical time for me. And I was really trying to continue to embrace my live touring experience with my fans and Sundays at home really felt that way for me. And eventually, not eventually, but it went through Mother's Day and, and there's your puppy. Yeah. And you see, we're all working out of our homes. They continued to bark during my podcast. So no, sorry, my apologies. We, 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 all the elements. Here's my home. Here's all the elements. There's this is my office space. Nice. So, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. So, yeah, I, I just felt I, I just felt like after Mother's Day and certain things, I was going and going and going. And then I just felt, I don't know. I just was like, all right, I need to give a gift to myself and I need to figure out what I'm going to do to keep filling my filling my space now because I'm not sure how long this you know nobody there wasn't yeah. an end in sight and so and then I created the Dane's Den during this period and then I got on the mass Singer which was incredible and that took a whole journey of itself the mass Singer that was fun it was so much fun and honestly really amazing and to go into the finals and to connect back with Leanne Rhymes and and um Nick Carter again, like these are just like, I know, Ala Black and just just people, you know, over the years and it's amazing. So tell me a little bit more about your Sunday sessions and Dane's Den because that's still happening, right? So now I morphed that into more of a Dane's and I needed more of a collaborative right. band experience, but nobody, we're not going anywhere. I, my band is, I have players primarily in Florida and, and New York yeah. and some in Los Angeles, you know? And at this point, some of them have left New York and have gone, a lot of people left New York right. and moved to Atlanta and Nashville because it was just such a devastating last two years for them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I know you've always been such a hard worker and you're always on tour, you're always performing and you're always on the move, you know, you're, you're out there. Yeah. So how did you kind of go from always being out there to being at home and pulling together this group of talent to perform with you and do this on Instagram and social media? Well, that was the last component. It wasn't the first part of my puzzle. And it was just some, suddenly it was like, I have this studio, I have my back house and like, are we going to venture into live performance are we going to bring people together and I have you know in Los Angeles we just have this we have great weather and we're very fortunate that way and we're capable of having outdoor you know and we were able to socially distance much more able to socially distance than most people could and I just felt that it was it was necessary 
my live performances when I get into, I reached out to um, a, a producer slash a guy I met very recently. His name is Julian Miranda, and he's working on an extraordinary documentary of singers. And he w- used to work for Tina Marie, and he's worked for many, many, many Enrique Iglesias and a background singer and, a, a, you know, touring, you know, very, very successfully. But he's he's stealth. He's just an incredible. And he's who helped me put together the band, and he's more than helped me. He's helped me produce so many, so much of Dane's Den. It's incredible. Anyway, but that's the long and short of it. Yeah. But um, putting it together and safely in the back, and then actually turning into a kind of a streaming and a viable, and turning it into now a viable TV production, which is really what what I ultimately want to do is just package it as as, as a viable spot as the Dane's Den, yes. Yeah, so that's a real silver lining because you can reach more people. And obviously, you know, we all love your voice. It's always, it's so magical. I think for me too, during COVID, as soon as I saw you turn on Instagram and start singing, it was nice to feel that familiarness. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way in general when they listen to your music. But I think especially during COVID, it was really good representation of an artist who touches people around the world to kind of get on and just sing and connect and put it out there. Yes. And, and bring our hearts together. Yes. And that is my job. Yeah. So I love how you talk about how your voice is your greatest gift. It's your salvation and it gave you life. I heard you say that on your Ted talk and I watched your Ted talk and It was so incredibly moving. Talk to me a little bit about how you get into this whole conversation or you start talking about how your voice is your greatest gift and your salvation. Well, I think, I know everybody has an experience. They have their childhood. They have their their first moments where they have these awakening moments and whether they're the stifling moments or the awakening moments. And uh, those are the moments that shift you and change you and, and, urge you to do certain things in your life. And um, whether it was for me to grapple onto a a radio, which it was desperately, I grew up in apartment buildings and my brothers were right next door to me and my parents were fighting and, or my father was fighting with my my mother, with my brother, with, with there was a lot of anxiety and violence and anger in the home and wherever it was stemming to, my salvation was in this, this box, right? or the music that was going on in the home and it could go on day and night and it went on day and night and it did and it reached out everywhere. And so there was a softness here and a vulnerability and it was an ability to, sh- to shift. It was like shifting, it shifted space and time and, it, and people in the box looked happy and people in the box got out of that space and they were capable and then they had glamorous lives and they had magazine lives and they had, and there was all this availability and there was that's there was all this opportunity that's what a five-year-old sees because I remember in kindergarten and they picked me out of kindergarten I was staring at the piano you know the the teacher and she was not a nice teacher and I just remembered the piano we just get around the piano and I was just mesmerized and I just had to deliver and then when the glee club person came in you know like maybe the the music teacher came in and she goes, I need a couple of kids to sing. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. And I don't know what I did to stand out, but she picked me and this guy, Kevin, Miss kid, Kevin, little kid, Kevin, we were five. 
And then he kissed me, I, whatever, on, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, all I did, my first solo, all I know, five. And then that was it. And so from first grade to second grade to third grade, I had a solo or I worked for it. And then by fourth grade, I'm singing Jacques Brel. I'm singing something from the tactics. And we talk about this in the book. And it was just this private little, and I wasn't that little like uh, 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 kid, like with the with the teacher. No, 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 no. I was very like shy, not not super shy. Like it's hard to uh, be see me like that now, but like I was very like, it was a lot of turmoil in my home. So I was behind going through what I needed to do to get the love and attention I wanted over there. And that was, she was beautiful. And this teacher, Mrs. Kosalski, she was, she was enamored with me and I was enamored with her and I wanted to please her and, and I was devoted to her. So how old were you when you had like your first big hit? Well, Tell Us My Heart was my first hit. Well, I had 12 inches out before that, like, tell me, can you love me? But that was when Rick and I were just doing it. And then we put them, my father, we got the money. I was working in the Russian club, 21, 22, 23, so 24, 23. That's what four. I thought. Yeah, because I love the story how you, I, I don't know if I read it in your book or if I heard you talking about it somewhere about how, but your first single that you sold, you had borrowed money from your father and you just like really oh, wanted to pay. Those were all. Well, that was money from the Russian clubs. Yeah, it was tell it to my heart. We my father, yeah, he signed a, oh yeah, we signed a, Rick and I signed a, a little agreement. Yeah, yeah, six thousand. So you're a natural entrepreneur. Do you ever, after 35 years? Go, you're going on, yes, 35 years. 35 years yeah. of success and challenges and hustling and working. Do you ever feel like sometimes you question why you're doing it or how do you, face challenges and how do you overcome? Yeah, all the time. All the time. And what do you do? How do you get through? There's so many uh, antiquated, there's so many, because, you know, we constantly look in the mirror and say, unfortunately, we're not good enough. This isn't enough. That's not enough. I love that book behind you. I'm invincible. What is that? Norma Norma Kamali. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Talk about a warrior, princess goddess all the time because it's just that's the challenge and I think oh goodness I have my new my new vision board up it took me all that time to just every night just keep pasting and pasting because you get tired and then you got to go back in again and find your new reason and your new quest and sometimes it comes externally people sometimes you can get inspired by somebody else rarely but it's that journey and and I you know this has been a very exhausting period of time for a lot of people and we can lose the the point of what we're doing here and the purpose you know there's been a lot of that I know you're really into vision boarding yes I have oh yes have you always done that I'm back to it and I can show you mine right now. It's magnificent. It's a beautiful one. And it took, it's not simple. It's layered, it's complex, and it's a lot of words this time. Images. Have you always done that? Started with affirmations. My mom is the first person that really got me into the self-help, right? This book's the Louise Hayes. My parents were as 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 it all was, they were open at least to self-help. They were open to at least different 
dualities of, of spirituality, you know, and, and practices. So I was doing TM by the time I was 15. My mom turned me on that because I had anxiety at the yin yang. I had panic attacks. I was agoraph- I was agoraphobic. I was also, you know, anorexic or bulimic. What girl wasn't or what girl isn't? And I just want to put that out to any woman. I mean, body shame is, is goes on, has been as, as long as I could ever, ever tell you. I eat just a cup of yogurt a day or maybe steamed vegetables. So we can go into that topic, any topic, really, quite frankly. And it just, and I talk about it. Of course I do. Because it really just goes from every topic to every topic. And it always, always is layered with fear. The fear of not being enough, not having enough, not being the goods, right? Not enough for what? And that, I think, starts with this this fear of where it starts at home, right? You're not safe enough. You're not enough. It's not enough. It's not safe enough. It's not. Do you find it was so challenging because on the outside, it looked like everything was enough. You are a star and you're this music. I later. Yeah. But when you were younger, it was really challenging. But you struggle then with giving that to yourself all the time and all these other resources, like your managers, your agents having to give that to you always and then how you have relationships with them. And those are mini dynamics of how you have relationships with your parents or, you know, all these relationships, relationships, and they're just, you know, knockoffs or then just parts and parcels, right? We all know this over time. So. And you have a son and a daughter. So how do you, as a mother, so make sure that they're feeling enough? You never know, right? Oh God, never. And I'll tell you why, because here's the thing. I could sit there and do, I could go there and go into my, I mean, she'll tell you over and over again. Yeah. No, never you. And she'll have a hundred, a, a, a thousand stories to tell you that aren't my story anyway. Mm-hmm. As a child and a mother, or we could sit here and have the closest relationship. And I can promise you probably in three years, you say something completely different. Yeah. I don't know. It's human nature, maybe potentially, possibly. I don't know. You think everyone has their own narrative and sees things through like their own lens. Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. I mean, you're so lucky now you finally are home for a big chunk of time. Have you taken that opportunity to really connect with the kids? Well, I mean, we've connected, but they're 17, 18. And yes, I am home. My (laughs) daughter's in Bahamas right now connecting with her girlfriends in his room going to school virtually on uh, you know to college online when he should be virtually then where he should be immersed in a in a school experience you know yeah he, should, he wanted to be are they also into singing or any kind of creative entertainment oh yeah star is an actress levi's um he's more business and financial but he definitely very creative are you still doing TM? What are you doing these days to keep yourself healthy and fit mentally and spiritually and physically? For the most part, getting centered, you mean, really? Yeah. Well, daily practice is obviously key. I don't do yoga daily. I happen to live back again in a place where doing hikes is essential and where I can do it and get out and do body work. I've talked to people about getting rest and people kind of look at me like I'm crazy half the time, but sleep where a lot of people deprive themselves of sleep, which they don't really even recognize that. So I'm going to put this out there to a lot of women sleep, like 
start nourishing yourself with like really good sleep. That's one thing. Daily practice for me has always been deep sleep because I couldn't sing without sleep. And that was one thing. And people always like, oh, Taylor, she sleeps a lot. She does that. She does it. And I go, well, I can't sing without sleep. How have I maintained my voice? By shutting down my voice. And that is with sleep or I, I try to, I have to shut it down. So that's just a, a practice I have to do. That's one thing. Over the years, which, which I've learned in practice is pranayama breath. And one is sitting there, it's, and it can be alternative nose, but another one is sitting here and doing deep breath holding, release work, hip, feet on floor and visualization. Other one is the vision board stuff that we were talking about earlier. Other one is definitely TM. The pranayama breath is, and you guys can look that up. It's pretty amazing. Obviously yoga, hiking. I think when you, and I don't do it with music and I don't listen to outside source. I listen to the source because that is very grounding. And I'm not trying to be in traffic. I'm not trying to be in roads. So I try, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty good here, or I try to ground myself and I look, it's a thing where you try to see what's around you and it takes you into the present moment and grounds you. And it's a practice. It's a practice that allows you to acclimate to what's around you. And if you have a lot of anxiety, it allows you, it helps you ground. That's a really good idea. I've been trying to kind of, I've been trying to get into meditation by talking about it. I have to actually start doing it. But I know I've been exploring when I talked to Norma Kamali, like she talked about meditation and just kind of finding some time to sit quietly. I do some pranayama breathing and yoga, but I think sure. you just have to do it. You just have to take the time to do it. I have another uh, thing for you since, yeah. um, cause you know, my girlfriend, Deborah too. Yes. And, and just not that Deborah's the source or anything, but I, you can find them on YouTube. I was doing sound baths and oh, they were yeah. super healing. That's really great. We've done some energy work. Yeah. Sound baths. Lay, you can just put it by your head and you can get a very, very minor. And the you would be really, the frequencies are very healing. You can really let go of a lot. Mm. Sound baths. Is Deborah yes. doing that still or she, what Deborah's she's doing it? Yeah, she's doing because it. She has a lot of bowls. She has a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that she was doing that. I thought she was doing jewelry for some reason. My computer. Oh God, that, that's that one like, incarnation. I know. Well, She's see, I need though. to get dialed back into the realm. Yeah, and there's a wonderful practitioner, Scarlett Delator. If you know her, okay. go on her. She's I'll an incredible. She's an incredible musician, artist, spiritual mo uh, sister, and she does a lot of work with mu musicians, and she does a lot of work with sound bath, and she does a lot of work with with instruments and it's just incredible. And she's on Instagram and you can see her, but yeah, sound baths are really healed me. I would just put, you know, I just pick up a couple of them and some of them were, were ongoing for maybe an hour or just 15 minutes, but you really, they'd really be helpful. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. I think the sound baths, we've been listening to uh, meditations on calm and some other apps, but yeah. I never, I don't, I don't know. I haven't connected yet with something. So I'm trying to find. You know what Asari was telling me about? What? What, what was that, that stuff where they were doing the whispering, the, you know, when the people are talking in that whisper. I don't know. I don't know about for the that. Sleeping, for the sleeping. Oh my God. It was like that whole craze. 
And so what are you doing? Like you're also in such great shape, like physically. Are you running? Are you doing? Well, I know that you're doing yoga, but what else do you do? Okay. So I do endomology. Okay. Endomology is a great way to keep your skin tone. I do hormone replacement. So I, I testosterone, I do hormone replacement. I still do. Yeah. But I mean, I get it checked. The thyroid, I get my stuff checked. I'm pretty religious with it. I do. I go to an endocrinologist. I don't go to just my, because she's very on top of it. And I've been going all my fifties and I started in my late forties and she changed my body. Cause once I did fertility, when I had the children, my body got very thick this. And I said, I want my body back from my twenties and thirties. Can we just talk about that for a second? Because you are so ahead of the curve when you had your kids, when you went through that process, that was just so not happening in the time that you did it. I mean, do people, do a lot of people ask you about that it now? It wasn't legal. It wasn't, it wasn't legal. legal. Yeah. Any state except it was just, just legal in California and maybe in Delaware. It and, just wasn't, and no country, no other country, really, seriously. It just was a, this idea of, of, of carrying, right? Of a surrogacy, but it was really rent a womb. Right. <laughs> How did you come my up with egg. the idea to do it? Where did you? What do you mean? I, I went, went in to get a liposuction and this woman's like, have a child. I go, no, I can't. I'm too broken up. Remember, I was with Johnny. And I, I was remember. Like, no, we're not. I, I brought, we were trying to have a child and, and Tim. And I'm like, I, I got pregnant, but I didn't, you know, I did, couldn't keep the baby. And, and that's because of my old surgeries. And I just knew I couldn't. I yeah. knew I probably knew I wouldn't be able to hold the baby anyway. Yeah. I knew that anyway. Yeah. No way. I wouldn't be able to carry, how could I feasibly carry a child having my physical history? It would, it would be torturous. Yeah. I would have done it out of complete love and devotion, but mm-mm. so anyway, I was like, well, either I have to adopt. I just was like, wow. And then she's like, hire surrogates. And I'm like looking at her and she's like from Trinidad. And she goes, I go, what? Hire surrogates, rent a womb child, rent a womb. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And I'm going under the, you know, the, the drugs. And I go, wait till I wake up. There was all these children on the ceiling and then she, she walked me through it. And this was when I was, you know, living in, I just moved to Los Angeles, more or less. Yeah. Like 2000. And it was so cutting edge and new and, you know, and she set me up an agency and then she set me up at the agency and, and it was very, very, very new. That's awesome. And now it's like a couple Come. years later. So you are, so you started doing hormone replacement therapy in your 40s and late 40s late 40s yeah. and you're still doing it and then so that physically shaped your body in a different way well it helped me get through that phase of after I did all that fertility and all that in my uh I mean I did fertility and all that up until 40 right mm-hmm. I had my children at 40 and then my body just became this this you know I became a mom <laughs> And then I just couldn't shake that weight or that thickness. I had that thickness. And then I was, then, you know, we start talking about emotional duress, stress and everything else. And my body took on that, that real, uh, that thickness, that shield, that covering. And um, I was in the middle, I was in the middle of it. I was in the middle. Of it. I feel and like I was, it really was, grounded you though, literally and oh. figuratively. The kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're adults. The 19. Yeah. It's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, um, you know how badly I wanted to be a mom. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember all of it. Okay. Switching gears. 
What else are you doing to stay healthy? I see you drinking something. Okay. So you, some could, we could do, turn this into a smoothie and i right now I'm doing a broth because okay. I'm not feeling all that great. What started out as everybody's collagen broth, right? The, yeah. the, the, the bone broth. And I did that religiously for years. And that was only because it started in my guts and what I started doing 10 years ago and what my, my endocrinologist slash her, her um, woman in office, her nutritionist in office started telling me is that let's start with your guts in there. Let's start aligning that. Let's get your pH aligned. Let's get, I need you to, because what doesn't lie? Pee, blood, right. you know, urine doesn't lie. Blood doesn't lie. Feces doesn't lie. Spit doesn't lie. And when we looked at my spit, because I did a spit test. And if any of you have ever done a spit test, if you have seriously high adrenal, if you if you know your body is so taxed, if you think you have a thyroid goiter issues, if you- Yeah, anything. Women, ladies, gentlemen, you will know. If you are so taxed that you believe you're coming out, if you're drinking five cups of coffee a day, if you're drinking pot, these are all things. My day was night, my night was day. It was very obvious. And she goes, you got issues, girl. I was traveling. I literally toured every day, right? I was on the road five, four days a week, right? So my day is night. My night is day. That's already my clock, my internal clock in my system. So this will allow my, my body, my internal clock to at least digest. This is what this does. Okay. That's what the the vital proteins does. This allows my own flora, the, all the things within that's why they, they first say your guts don't lie. So my spit showed that. And then she started to have to, there were so many things that we adjusted right then and there when we, she went into all the things that showed up in my, I forget what that first test was called. It was a sep. It was such a breakdown of the test, but it was the spit, urine, blood, analysis, but it was the SEPRA mineral and vitamin. It's, it was a breakdown of everything. And even to the point where she got down to my methylfolate bro- breakdown. And these are all, all components of like, if things aren't working, they're not working. Yeah. And you have somebody like an endocrinologist is somebody that goes down to the hormonal breakdown. And, and if you want to look and feel like when you're 25, not, and I'm not just trying to say, get on things that are just for the sake of getting on these, these rapid, you know, like HGH and all that crap. That's not what I did. Right. That's not how she, and you know, we're not trying to get on unsafe things. And when I say hormone replace it right now, I'm on a testosterone pellet in the butt Mm -hmm. and, but it's at my age and where I want to be. And then I take a progesterone pill at night. This is where we've evolved to. I take a thyroid in the morning and a much lower dose and a zinthroid. There's a mix up, but we go through my blood all the time. We check it pretty, pretty every three months. And we go through these things. My drink here has apple cider vinegar in it has, I use the vital proteins, peptide, the vital, the collagen proteins, the peptides, the collagen peptides. That's all you really need where I used to boil down the bones and do all that stuff. Not anymore. It's just the collagen peptides. I do two scoops of that. I also do a gut floor, a gut, which has a, um, a probiotic and prebiotic. Do both have it both in there because we're just so taxed. We get enough the sunlight. We're constantly, we're constantly uh, in a toxic environment. Just put, yeah. we're constantly online. We're constantly just toxically in, in environmental toxins. So I prebiotic, probiotic, and God knows what other pills were always involved in and whatever. Yeah. Who even knows? Yeah. I hate to say that even too, but 
you just can't, you're, oh, we're always exposed to something toxically. I can promise you. Environmentally, we just are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, we, I take a lot of stuff. I drink smoothies. I, I don't use vital proteins. I use a line of protein powder and supplements called Alchemind, but it's still protein, it's vegan, and it has a lot of MCH. And also, I'm taking a lot of vitamin D right now because I do also, I do testing every three months for my blood, but I haven't done the hormone stuff. I mean, I've done it on a basic level. So well, I feel I mean, like I need to do that though, because- Why? Well, you look fabulous. Thank what you. What are you feeling? It all comes down to what you're feeling. So I feel a little bit like- I'm a little tired. My body gets sore easily. I think I could use, I have a lot of energy, but it's like head energy as opposed to like grounded core are you, energy. Are you bruising or you get sore? I just, am, I work out a lot, right? So I train like 10 hours a week. And I mean, I definitely feel sore from training. Like I'm running, I'm cycling, I'm swimming. I mean, there's no question it's happening. But I think, you know, I do my blood every three months and, you know, my testosterone was super low there were some other low numbers, but my vitamin D was back up. My cortisol was down. So I want everything to be balanced. I mean, when you say balanced, I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. I understand. I mean, when you say balanced though, you want things to be Eastern and Western modalities. You want the, you really want to stay as natural as you can. And I understand that, but until your body goes through some sort of, you know, and it doesn't sound like you're in any crises whatsoever. No, not. Yeah. Not so you sound fantastic. So just keep going. You're just achy from from working out. All right, back to you. So you're doing the hormone replacement therapy. You're like really spending a lot of time paying attention to your blood, to your urine, to your body, to spit, like doing all those tests. Well, because I also work with, you know, I'm not going to say because emotionally I also was I was on I was on antidepressant pills. Okay. When I, when I first started working with her, I was on anti, I was, I was on depression medication and I was on other things. Right. And you just can't, once you, you know, try doing on, try, try lopping that all together. And then I was like, wow. So I've gone on and off and on and off through the years. And really at this point, when you're really trying to put all your, all your information together and work and have a stable lifestyle, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, I really needed to work with one person that really, like what I said, blood yeah. doesn't lie, doesn't lie, who doesn't lie. And I really started to understand that. And there's tests for your, where you, if your serotonins or your dopamine levels, where there are actual physical tests yeah. that you can do with your blood and it actually sees your levels and what you, what you actually, um, where your body is more stimulated towards and what you, what you react better towards. And so this is where I found my best, um, my best results with. In this in this particular case with this person absolutely okay tell me what's the name of who's what is the name of your doctor in case dr. somebody eva wants quinar dr eva quinar and she's in la or beverly hills awesome awesome and so exercise exercise listen guys i've been doing it my whole life i started as a gymnast you know that i started as a gymnast from school i went into a runner and then from runner, a tour, a tour crazy person, dancer. And that was hardly anything. I look at real dancing and I'm like, and then um, it went into then actually training with trainers, really understanding how to, to work with lifting and training and really core exercising. And over the years, really understanding 
hiking and 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 getting back into core exercising, going into a gym and just really to boxing, which I've loved yeah. on and off over the years. Yeah. How do you keep your voice healthy and fit? Sleep. Sleep. Any exercises that you do? I mean, I know you trained as an opera singer for your vocal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I vocalize before shows. And of course, I vocalize when I do my makeup and things like that. Yeah, I have a vocalize. I studied with Maestro Gabor Corelli, my my teacher from Manhattan School of Music. And so now are you are you writing your own songs now? Are you like where do you get inspiration? Uh, this, this this next project, um, I wrote a couple of things so far, but not we're we're doing covers. We're doing we're starting to get music in from other writers. Yeah. Is there anyone that you would ever want to cover one of your songs? Like any young emerging artist that you would just be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. They did a remake of my song. What do you mean? There's always emerging, amazing artists. Like, I mean, look at Dua Lupe. She's amazing. She's hardly emerging anymore. She's badassy. Yeah, she is a badass. Who would you want to collaborate with on a song? Like, who would you sing with? Dream scenario. Like today? Yeah, like today. Bruno Mars is just so amazing. Just not even clap, just all his writers. I love him. That whole team, that whole camp is always just so... It's just so like smooth, just the mute, just everything is good. Yeah. Everything. Dre, always wanted to work with Dre. I just love the beats. Pharrell. Pharrell, yeah. Yeah, always. Who's on your playlist that you're listening to these days? Like what musicians are inspiring you and artists? Latest? I mean, I'll always, like when I just look at my top playlist, like when I look at it right now, I'll just always have. <laughs> it's hard to say, but I'll always have a Jill Scott, Anthony Hamilton, anything like that up. I'll also have um, Black Keys. I mean, it's just so random, my stuff, my choices. Yeah, you'll find Led Zeppelin in there too. Yeah. Yeah, we do. From back in the day. They're my day. I love Led Zeppelin. What can we expect to see more of in 2021 from you? More soul. I think this record is going to, you know, more, everybody's always like, oh, tell it. Tell it to my heart. It's all that heart, 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 all that wreck, all that very passionate heart stuff. So it's about bringing it home. You know, it's about um, really showing off my voice. Yeah, it's so good. Are you writing your own songs now or you're working with other a bit, songwriters? A little bit, both. I'm interpreting a lot of great songs right now. Getting back to the heart of the matter, the soul of it. Would you ever perform on Broadway again if it ever came back? Sure. Yeah. And what about once we can travel again? What's your like? What's on your list of places to go? Because I know you love to travel. For work or for play? For pleasure, pleasure. For pleasure. Italy, 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 Italy. All right. Italy. And what about for work? Everywhere, everywhere. Chile for sure. What are your favorite places to perform? There is such a thing of when you're there's a roar you get, you know, when you're in a certain size room and there's nothing wrong with the stadium, but not where, not when you can't see everybody. So there's this certain type, like I love the forum and I love the Greek. I love performing at the Greek. I really love that. It's like 3,000, 4,000. Yeah, it's great. Not the bowl, the Greek, like here, the Greek. And you get a lot of energy from the audience and from the room. Yeah, it's so dynamite. And yeah. have you, so are you going to start performing Please and your other songs, like when you're on tour? <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Can I tell you my, I love Live Without. And I love 
of like your newer music, and I, I don't think this is very new, but Dreaming, those two songs are on my playlist right now. When I'm dreaming, when I'm dreaming, because you're into that, because you, you, you just like to run with us. Tell me, is it so? Tell me, is it so? Yeah, yeah. I have your a remix of Tell It To My Heart on here. I've been like channeling you. Oh. Yeah, no, I found some good, but I love Live Without. This is awesome. Taylor, I'm so glad that you agreed to do this. <laughs> How do my stocking flow? Thank you. It's so great to see you. I mean, you look, you really look so good and I'm so psyched for you. I really am loving all of your new music and your book is terrific and your kids are gorgeous so I'm just so happy for you I think congratulations on everything thank you my love you are welcome thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move if you like what you hear leave us a five star review in Apple Podcasts follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 